is your life going? Could you use some improvement somewhere? Typically, we could all use a little push, guidance, and transformation. Welcome to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. In this enlightening hour, you'll hear from experts to help you get to that next level. Are you ready to have some fun and get motivated? Here is your host, Dr. Faith Brown. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Faith. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. And of course, Dr. Jeff is kind enough to join us again today. He's always willing, so generous in sharing his experience and his expertise. So thank you so much, Dr. Jeff, for being here. My pleasure, my pleasure, as always. Thank Thank you, you. Dr. Faye. And thank you to all of you who are present in-house. This is our first time actually broadcasting in front of an audience. So thank you guys so very much for being here. And we'd also like to thank all of our listeners who are domestic and internationally. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always so much fun to do this show. Extra fun when Dr. Jeff joins us. Um, as in previous shows, you know, he shared his experience. He shared his insight. And we've gotten emails uh, testifying to that. So I think, you know, we're like seeding some fertile ground. I think this is some good well, stuff. Well, you know, and it took a lot of work for me to write those emails to myself. <laughs> Get him back on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we welcome all of your emails. If you have questions, do send them to askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. Askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. Before we go any farther, I'd also like to thank Toro College. Dr. Jeff, thank you so much for hosting us today. We appreciate that. Uh, Ms. Laura Garland uh, for and her incredible team who's working with my team at Voice America. You guys are absolutely incredible. Thank you so Isn't much. Isn't she great? She's great. She's great. She's, uh, a lot of people don't know that she is the daughter of Judy Garland. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes. You, you all didn't know that. Uh, Half the audience doesn't know who Judy Garland uh-oh, is. Uh oh. Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> Well, we'll make sure that we get That was Sam What's-His-Face. Remember that star yes. search? Yes. And then he'd start crying when he'd sing it. Love that. Yes. Love that. Well, everyone now knows. Your, your secret is out now. That's you know? it. And for all of you who did not hear, I had a wonderful gift. We had a wonderful gift today. We were introduced by none other than uh, Mr. G. Keith Alexander. The so great thank one. The great one. That voice. That voice. Thank you so much. So, you know, Keith, I'd love to be in your house, like when you're serving <laughs> coffee, you know, to your special someone. Darling, coffee, <laughs> two sugars and milk. Whatever you say, whatever you say, follow that. <laughs> so we're hoping to bring you quite a fun show today. Again, thank you to the audience who's present with us today. Um, so we're going to talk about love again. Yes. Again. And it's interesting that you should have me on this show ah. talking about love again. Ah. Since you really needed an expert, and since you couldn't get one, I filled in, right? When it (laughs) comes to this idea of love. Listen, this whole idea of love, uh, it's a good thing uh, for whatever, whenever you fill in or that you're invited or you decide to share your expertise with us. We're always happy about that. Well, I actually know a thing or two about love, but I have to ask you about about this thing. It says here, (laughs) Dr. Jeff Gardier, I love you, Dr. Faith (gasps) Brown. Oh, that wasn't what? subconscious, was it? Uh, you well, said that we up may that have way. to ask the team about okay. that. They may All have right. had a little something. Well, to do I do that. love you. Oh well, there we go. So, Absolutely. so 
So we'll talk about those different kinds of love. Yes, absolutely. So, and that just takes us right in. So for many of you, let me just give you, give a brief introduction of you. I mean, certainly you'd have to be on a different planet not to know Dr. Jeff, right? But just to make sure for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, Dr. Jeff, you received your master's at Columbia and then a master's and PhD from Georgetown. Correct? George Washington University. George Washington yes. University, mm-hmm. pardon me. A board, a board certified clinical psychologist. I am. Yes. Uh, you are the course director here of at, uh, behavioral medicine. Here yes. at Toro. At Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine. And yes. you run a successful private practice. Yes. And, and, and yes. as well as. Pay a, a lot of taxes on it. Yes. <laughs> You're a successful life coach as well. Yes. Lynn, you're successful Lynn, in everyone else's life but my own. But we Well, we will there. talk about that, yeah. you no, know, in a different not. way, in yes. a different sort of way, <laughs> right? Yes. You also lend your expertise to the legal industry, the legal field as an expert witness. I do. As yes. well as um kind of a branded media personality, right? Why don't you fill us in on what you're doing? Well, um, you know, I I think a lot of people know I've done a lot of the housewives uh franchises mm-hmm. and this year, uh, this season, I'm featured on Housewives of Potomac. Of Potomac, not yeah. the Potomac. Not the Potomac. <laughs> and uh, I'm working with Sharice uh, Jackson uh, Jordan around her love issues. So, you know, if you get a chance in between exams, students, maybe you could check that out. Uh, and doing a lot of work with uh, TV One, uh-huh. uh, the featured psychologist for For My Man, women who murder their men, <gasps> uh, women who murder for their men. Oh. And sometimes they murder their men, too. That sounds uh, quite interesting. And um, I'm doing a lot of work with the Reels channel. They got okay. away with it. Yes. Okay, which was the story of my uh, previous <laughs> marriage. And as, well, <laughs> and as well as uh, celebrity damage control, where I do a psychological analysis of all of these uh, different types of uh, celebrities. I see. Okay. Yes. Well, listen, we have the right guy in place today. We have the right person, expert in love in every area. So we're gonna, why don't we get started? Okay. We're going to talk about those three words. Let's talk about the And, three you words. know, what is interesting is, you know, culturally, those three words mean very different things because we all have certain biases when it comes to saying, I love you, right? A lot of that is based either on culture and then our personal experiences. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just to make sure we set the right tone, will you share with us, Dr. Jeff, the three, the top three types of love? Well, uh, you know, a lot has been written about this. And I think the first level of love, uh, perhaps the most superficial, and we'll talk about that, is eros. Right, Eros, okay. uh, the Greek god uh, for love, uh, and in many ways, it's a very superficial type of love. Okay, and we could talk about that certainly. And then there's philo, mm-hmm. like philosophy, okay. which is more of the friendship, and then agape, which agape. is, of course, oh, I used to think it was aguave, but don't get me started. <laughs> which is the deepest kind of love that you can have, which is a combination of a lot of the physical attraction, the lust mixed Mm. in with the friendship, which then comes together as an endearing and very deeper level of love, which is what we really want to aim for. Right, right. So just for our purposes today, we will be talking about romantic love, and that falls under which umbrella? All three. All three umbrellas. All three. I think it. Okay. I think it falls under all three because it is the combination of those three that gives us the best romantic love. Because mm-hmm. there's romantic love. We all want romance. Yes. But there's also lust, which is great at the beginning, 
till you get used to that person. Hey, right? hey, 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 okay. hey, we don't want to do that. Well, right? but, but it happens. And then I, I want to talk about, if we can, especially for our students, how certain personality disorders mm. fit mm-hmm. into these different levels of love. Well, why don't we go there? Why don't we go there? Why don't we start there? Okay. All right. So we've worked with the students. I've uh, worked with them around this issue of the personality disorder, uh, personality disorders around narcissism. Yes. That's one. Certainly, whatever you can do to satisfy yourself, it doesn't matter what the other person wants or needs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the first place to get started. And then we can go into this idea of borderline personality. Some of our students remember that, that love, hate, everything is so superficial. They love you one minute and then they hate you the next. Yes. And what we see with the narcissistic, the borderline, and then what we call the hysterical personality, Uh that person who's just all over the place, Uh in your face, they dress in a very sexual manner. Uh When you have a combination of those three, I think that's when you're looking at this idea of eros. Mm -hmm. Self-satisfaction, all love, Mm -hmm. and then it turns into hate if they don't get what they want. Uh Uh And then, of course, this whole idea of as time begins to fade, so mm-hmm. does that situation. So, so we'll talk about so that. For, so for the man and woman on the street who is actually starting um, starting to identify love and come across one of these personalities, they're not really sure what that looks like. Perhaps we can talk a little bit more about how to identify those, those, those people according to their specific characteristics when we get back. Absolutely. Will that work? Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll be right back with Dr. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Succeed. 
You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're here at Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with our very special guest today, Dr. Jeff. Thanks again, Dr. Jeff, for being here with us. talking about the different three types of love and how perhaps uh, certain personality disorders uh, kind of uh, uh, would either be more exacerbated in one or the other. So mm-hmm. let's talk about arrows, uh, Dr. Jeff, yes. and let's, let's, let's take a look at borderline personality disorder as it relates to All right, so let's first define borderline personality disorder. Again, mm-hmm. some of our students from behavioral medicine know what that would be, but all of us have in some ways been... Uh, involved with borderline personalities. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've all been involved uh, with narcissistic uh, personalities, Mm -hmm. uh, hysterical personalities, but very quickly, the borderline is that individual who has no impulse control. They want love on their terms, they want it, and they want it now, Yes. okay? And if they don't get it in the way that they want it, Mm -hmm. then they become very angry, very Mm -hmm. rageful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why we talk about it's almost like this black and white quality because they're hot today and by tomorrow they're stone cold. And so when we're looking at this idea of Eros, Um, that it is about more of this superficial going more on the physiological reaction to the way that a person looks or the way they make you feel, uh, whether, uh, you know, it's uh, the way uh, their body is uh, ideal to you or the way they dress or what they give you. Because, you know, we talk about dependent and codependent uh, sorts of situations too, right? How they make you feel uh, special, how you make them feel special. But again, that's just based, uh, for the most part, if it's stuck at that one level of eros, uh, it usually is something that is pathological. So we go from that borderline to the narcissistic. Now imagine that person who says, I want to have love on my terms. I want to have it now. And it's all about me and no one else. And I'm sure we do that. know a lot of people like that. Well, we talked about <laughs> well, we talked about that with this idea of, and let's get a little adult in the room here. Uh-huh. Where is that little adult? But, you know, <laughs> this idea of, you know, when two people are involved in a physical interaction mm-hmm. and it really is about just the one person having their orgasm Mm -hmm. and they don't care about the other person. And Mm -hmm. when we joked about this a little bit, you know, two people are making love and, you know, not to pick on the guys, but because women are multi orgasmic, you know, once the guy is done, you know, if she has not had her orgasm, this is the person will say, I'm finished, baby. How about you? (laughs) Okay. That doesn't work. And we see that as part of that narcissism, uh, as part of that borderline. And then the other thing that we tend to see, so the borderlines, uh, we tend to see uh, statistics show borderline personalities tend to be more women. Okay. Um, The narcissistic personalities tend to be more men. And the hysterical personalities, again, tend to be more women. But women don't feel no fret because men tend to be more of the overall pathological, antisocial, <laughs> and so on, right? Um, so when we see that hysterical quality, and we've used this in the classroom, 
This is the woman who walks into the medical office. She's wearing a plunging, you know, mm-hmm. neck, you know, neckline. Um, she may not be wearing stockings. Okay. You're wearing stockings. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Hey. Uh, she has those super pumps and she may not be, again, she may not be wearing underwear. Okay. And it might be a situation of where she'll say to the physician or to the pharmacist, you know, well, you know, I know I'm here to receive medication or to be examined, but you know, I would really Ah. like to Ah. see what you have to say (laughs) Ah. about And so we call that the hysterical personality because it really is about just trying to titillate Uh and to appeal to that person's um, sexual nature. What happens when it doesn't work? Then, again, they become very, very angry because you have to understand the whole idea about the personality disorder is, you know, when we're babies, right, uh, we want the world to fit into yes. us. Yes. Everything is about the breast. Yes. Everything is about the world uh, accommodating to us as the individual, mm-hmm. as the human. Now, as we get older, now we begin to change to fit the world and fit the rules of the world and how the world really works. Mm-hmm. But we see with the personality disorders, whether it's something that happened to them, a traumatic situation, whether it may be genetics, maybe it's a combination of both of those things. Okay. Maybe it's a situation where maternally they didn't get you know, the love that they needed, the oxytocin, we talked about that, mm-hmm. you know, was not secreted in the proper way to have the maternal bonding. Um, that individual still is baby-like in that they want the world to fit them. So anything that doesn't go their way, they become extremely rageful. Mm-hmm. They blame everyone else. It's a little bit of like what's going on with government, huh, right? Just a little and bit. I won't name any names, okay? <laughs> but that that we see. So you you can understand with Eros how because it is more of a superficial yes. kind of love. Yes. It may be a love, nevertheless, that once the person is frustrated and if the relationship is only built on that, mm-hmm. that it may be a bit more fragile because people do change. Well, absolutely. So now we're talking about those who have, have gone through the maturation process properly mm-hmm. versus those who have not. Right. And oftentimes we get, that's when we can get the very superficial um, foundation for relationships. Let me ask you, for those who are listening in, sounds like each one of the personal dis- personal uh, personality disorders are very selfish. Yes. Me-oriented, yes. very selfish. That's right. So how would one That's differentiate right. just kind of um, uh, just a tolerant or a modicum of selfishness versus a personality that's centered around selfishness. So a very me, fine so, line. Yeah, so let me use some TV speak here, okay? I mean, I can go clinically as to how you can tell someone is a borderline, mm-hmm. you know, versus hysterical, <laughs> versus narcissistic. But if you want a sure sign, let me make it easy for you, okay? okay. Go to a restaurant with that person mm-hmm. and see how they treat the server, Okay. If they're very dismissive of that server, mm-hmm. if they're looking down on that server, if they're extremely cheap when it comes to the tip, Uh-oh. though we will excuse our medical and pharmacy students <laughs> because they don't have much money right now to begin with anyway, okay, then you can tell that there's something really wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's this is, by the way, this isn't just a superficial situation because when you are going out on a date, isn't it really about 
trying to impress the person in the best way that you can. Yes. So if you're on, if you go out to dinner and you can't seem to behave yourself mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in a way that is impressive, in a way that's generous, in a way that is loving with those around you, that may be a pretty sure sign that this person, something may be going on. And let's not just talk in black and white here, okay? Okay. Because some people don't have a personality disorder. (laughs) They may have some traits of a personality disorder. Uh So we shouldn't just, you know, make a blanket Blanket. statement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you can also see that with the way the person drives. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of our counselors today told me she was pulling into a spot, you know, right here on 124th Street. Mm -hmm. And as she was pulling into the spot, someone drove in right behind her Mm -hmm. and forced her out of that spot. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself, and this was a man, um, and so I'm thinking to myself, if this person is married, do you think he treats his wife any different then he treats someone else that he forces out of a parking spot. So the signs are out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that being said, Mm -hmm. Eros in itself is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you know, (laughs) why why not have lust? (laughs) Lust is a very good thing, but you also have to be appropriate, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. in that lust. There has to be an understanding between the two individuals as they're getting involved. It can't be, again, that narcissism of, I'm just going to try to get what I want from this person, and once I get that, I'm going to kick them to the curb. Well, a key key distinction that you mentioned is, they just can't help themselves. Right, exactly. And and, uh, they don't have the psychological filter, um, they have that very poor impulse control, and that's why you really need to be careful. Uh, and I'll talk to our students, you know, specifically about this, but to all of us, that quite often when you're younger and you don't have, and it's not talking down to anyone at mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. not at all, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Lord knows we've all made mm-hmm. some of those mistakes, sure. and some of them have been incredible experiences and some of them have been sort of tragic right Right. where we've learned life lessons but when you're getting involved with someone in that way and you don't really know them that well and it's just about sex in itself you have to have an understanding with Mm -hmm. that individual Mm -hmm. that that's what the two of you are involved in now some of these situations actually end up where it goes to philo which is friendship And then it goes to agape, which is the complete love, but many times it doesn't. And we see that if you have a friendship with an individual first, Mm -hmm. you know, an understanding, but really a friendship before jumping in to a physical relationship, Mm -hmm. the chances of that relationship being more successful increase exponentially. Yes, because without that neurochemical exchange, I think we can see through the dark glass a bit more clearly. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And it is is about seeing clearly. I can see clearly now. But, you know, as, as the song goes, a lot of times when we don't have that experience, you know, Dean Diamond, we know the song, I fall in love. Too easily, I fall in love too fast, and we tend to do that. But you won't be falling in love if I'm singing those songs to you because you'd be like, just keep your <laughs> hold, day hold. job, right? Well, listen, I wanted—I don't just want to pick up where we left off with that because um, since men and women typically um, view the term "I love you" very differently, 
They if do. we do not establish that friendship on the front end, mm-hmm. then we can end up being in a forgiving process and overlooking a many a fault or a many a things that may trip us up or barriers to true love um, if we don't recognize signs and symptoms right off. So do you right. think maybe when we get back, we can talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. As guys, if I have please. a choice. <laughs> well, well now. Guys, hang in here with us. We'll be right back with Dr. Jeff. Laughing loudly, loving deeply with Dr. Faith. We'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown. Welcome back, everyone, to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. to be here uh, with Dr. Jeff, who has been so hospitable in hosting the show here at Toro College, uh, College of Osteopathic Medicine. Thank you guys so very much. We have a very robust conversation going on here about love. I'm almost speechless because there's so many Don't elements. Be because we have a little more <laughs> Just time. Just a little more time. Okay, so so before we move on, there are a couple of questions um, mm-hmm. because we will be moving on to a separate topic, and that is one of the questions is what is unconditional love? Unconditional love, um, in my estimation, uh, is a situation of where you love someone. Um, despite some of the things that may have happened to them, Mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that may have compromised who they are, um, some of the things that happened to them in their childhood. Mm. And I'm talking about a healthy, unconditional love. 
basically not making any value judgments about that individual. Now, some people can take this unconditional love to mean, well, if the person is a a thief, Uh a a thief, Uh you know, Uh if they have cheated on them, if if they've done things that are disrespectful in the relationship, I don't think that's unconditional love. I think that's being an unconditional chump. Yes. Um, because you should not accept those things in a relationship. So the unconditional love truly is, no matter what your circumstances are, if you get sick, yes. God forbid. Yes. Um, if you go broke, uh-huh. God forbid. For better, for worse, kind of. For better, uh-huh. for worse. But it has to be a healthy for better <laughs> or for worse. Yes. Otherwise, then what you have is something that we called a dependent or codependent um, situation of where you're staying with someone because they make you feel special in some way, but then you're allowed to misbehave as much as you want to, and that's not healthy in any way. Right, right, right. So we were also exploring this whole idea around um, self-centeredness and love uh, vis-a-vis the personality disorders. Mm -hmm. How can one distinguish attachment from true love. So we were, we wanted to, you mentioned earlier that perhaps we should undergird every relationship with friendship, mm-hmm. right? We and should try. We if should we, try. If we can go there, then I think we have a good snowball's chance of distinguishing attachment mm-hmm. from real love. Mm-hmm. But in the event that that does not happen, and you know, I see this handsome guy walking by and he gets my attention and we decide on this physical interplay, um, how might I down the road, uh, say three months down the road, uh, determine if this is if I'm just kind of attached to him or if I'm actually in love with him? Well, I think when we're looking at this term of attachment, uh, a lot of times the attachment may not be a healthy one. Mm. You know, again, it goes back to this term that I've used before, the dependency or the codependency. You're with that person, you're attached to that person, um, but the attachment may not be something that they're giving you in return. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And as well, that attachment may not be based on something that is necessarily healthy Mm -hmm. because it's only Mm -hmm. an attachment. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're talking about an attachment where there are genuine feelings for one another, where there is love, Mm -hmm. where it doesn't have to be necessarily about a physical relationship all the time, but more uh, based on a romance, talking to one another, acceptance of one another, then I think that's something that is certainly much, much healthier. So just to be attached to someone tells me many times that you also may be an individual who has what we call another personality disorder, Mm -hmm. is a dependent personality. Mm -hmm. You're not willing to take responsibility for anything. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Mm -hmm. it's easier to be with that person because you're afraid of going someplace else. Mm -hmm. But that being said, that there are healthy mm-hmm. attachments. Mm-hmm. We talked about oxytocin. Yes. You know, the love hormone. Yes. That brings about an attachment. We know the song. You know, I love these old songs, right? Let's go. You know, Let's I was born it. in the 1920s. I've grown accustomed to your face. Okay. And that is an attachment mm-hmm. where you have grown to love that person. You don't know necessarily why, but you know that person feels good for you to be around. So that that is a healthy attachment. Okay. But let's not just see it just as an appendage. And mm-hmm. I think that's where it becomes problematic. Right. It's the whole idea sounds like around two people come into the relationship and one is prepared to be a giver and the other is only prepared to be a receiver. 
or to or see what one, or a taker or that that's that is a need the person is in need all the time mm-hmm. and the, the partner is only there to provide that for that need and as the as the person provides for that need the person the other person accepts it but the person who's always giving grows tired mm-hmm. of it but they know that's where <laughs> they get acceptance in the way that they're giving all the time, that there's someone that they can give to. And sometimes it's the, they believe it's the only person that they can give to. And that in itself is not healthy. So I I, I would say to summarize this, folks, there's nothing wrong with lust. There's nothing wrong with eros. Uh There's nothing wrong with I could say some other things, but, you <laughs> know, we have clean. several deans Let's in the audience, clean. so I want to keep it completely <laughs> medical and psychological. Yes. You know, there's there's nothing wrong in having purely a physical relationship, mm-hmm. but both of you have to be on board with what those rules are so that it is a respectful relationship. Right. So that's okay. And sometimes if it doesn't burn out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then it can evolve into something else. But that's where we go to philo. Okay. Philosophy. Let's talk about it. Thinking. Friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I find, and in all the work I've done as a psychologist, some of the healthiest relationships come from that friendship. Okay. And it doesn't have to be, listen, it starts with a platonic relationship, though those are very healthy relationships, but it could be that you're physically involved, but yet at the same time, you're also developing a friendship because I truly believe that your best friend should be your partner, you know, should be, you know, your husband, should be your wife, um, your your same-sex partner, whatever Uh the case may be. So I see so many times when I'm doing therapy, people come in and complain, especially women complaining about their men stating and happened last night stating, you know, he still has these friends and he says, you know, he states, yes, but you know, these women are just my friends or a few of them are my best friends. No, your (laughs) best friend is sitting right next to you. Mm. And so if you have to have secrets with other people outside of your relationship, it may not speak to how healthy your relationship can be. Though you're allowed to have a friend that you do talk to. I have a friend who I talk to outside of my relationship. Sure. Now that person is 68 years old, Okay. you know, and um, I purposely, that person is purposely my friend because of her wisdom. Okay. The wisdom that she gives. Mm-hmm. So it's not about a physical attraction. It really, and some of you know her, uh, you've seen her around. It really is about what can I learn from this individual? What can I share with this individual? How can we have this male-female relationship in the safest, the best, strongest, healthiest way, which is about friendship? And my partner does not mind at all. Well, that's a key point, right? Because when you just des- when you decide that there will be uh, friendships with the opposite sex, um, you just mentioned it's okay in a heterosexual relationship. In a heterosexual yep. relationship, yes, you mentioned in one instance there was a problem, and your instance is not, and it's Absolutely not for you not. nor the partner. So, how does one explain it in a way that the partner receives the other sex as well? Well, you know, it, it really is this idea of what the setup is, okay. right? Yes. 
and setting the rules right from the beginning. Okay. Okay. Whether it's someone you're attracted to and you know you shouldn't be in a relationship with that individual, so you set the rules verbally. We set the rules. You know, we talk about, for example, uh, psychotherapy being a language-based sort of philosophy, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. able to put the words to identify what the feelings are. And if we know the feelings, if we know what the words mean, then we can follow the rules mm-hmm. even easier. Mm-hmm. So what I find in the couples that I work with, it's very difficult to be friends, you know, if you're married with someone you know, who may be a threat to the relationship or to, you know, to your wife or to your husband. So you have to be able, philo, use your thinking to be in a friendship that is acceptable to the relationship. And that's how you begin to set up some of those safer friendships. Don't put yourself in a situation. We talk about drug addicts, right? People, Uh places, people who have drug problems. Um, people, places, and things. Mm -hmm. So when you're setting up that friendship, you set up the rules. So if it's a friendship outside of your marriage, you set up the rules so that it's safe. If it's a friendship that has the potential for a relationship, then you can set those rules because you want to build the foundation for what will be at some point a really strong romance. And this is why communication is so vitally important and all are getting get understanding, right? Yes. So um, at, his, at, at the very basic level, if we can communicate about these peripheral people and they mean something to mm-hmm. one or the other partner, mm-hmm. right? And we communicate about who that is. When one or the other partner begins to defend that external relationship, what does that mean, Dr. Jack? It means trouble with a capital T. Okay? That's what it means. Look, you know, I've been around a long time. Okay. And I've been around the block 10 trillion times. I had a first marriage that lasted 20 years, uh, involved, you know, in a marriage type of relationship. Now, yes, Dr. Benny Hotham, yes, Dr. Grace, I am going to marry her. Okay? Congratulations, Thank Dr. you. Jeff. Thank you. After two children, as if I have a choice, right? <laughs> it's too late now. Remember that song, Dean Diamond? It's too late now. So, um, you know, I, I guess really the, the, the issue becomes how if you're, if you're defending a relationship outside of your marriage mm-hmm. and you constantly have to defend it, there may be something wrong with that. If it's going to put your partner in a situation of where they're completely uncomfortable, yes, that's an issue. I worked with a young couple, very quickly I'll say this, worked with a young couple a couple of weeks ago. Turns out that the female cheated on him. And so now um, they're about to get married. She wants to go to a Caribbean island with her girlfriends. She's saying she won't cheat on him anymore. He's saying, look, if you go to this Caribbean island, the marriage is off. We're not going to do this. So she just couldn't understand, why do I have to change my plans for him? And basically I said, listen, you know, you have to pay the price now. And so if it's about making him happy, even though we know you're not going to cheat and you learned your lesson, three words, it's too soon. Don't go. Follow the rules. Make the marriage happy. 
make the following, you know, when it becomes a marriage, make it happy, but try not to defend a position, go with the flow of the marriage. Guys, we actually have a follow-up question to that. This is so, so, so very good. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to take a break, but we're coming back, laughing loudly, loving deeply with Dr. Faith and Dr. Jeff. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown. Welcome back, everyone, to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and having such a great conversation here at Toro College um, of Osteopathic Medicine. Thank you for for hosting us. We appreciate that. It's such a, you know, I kind of feel at home. I've been here a couple of times, sure. but this is the very first time that we've been in front of a live audience, so I have to thank the, you guys for being here with us. And, uh, and, and a special thank you and round of applause for Dean Diamond. For well. Dean Diamond. Keith Alexander, who was in earlier, we hope you'll you'll return um, for introducing us. Yes. One of the legends. And we'd also like to thank Miss Laura Garland and her team, Mr. Kevin Logan, for all of his efforts and for the absolute best. the absolute best entertainment attorney in the land, Mr. Bob Celestin, who is here joining us today. Thank you so much for supporting these efforts. You know, as we talk about love... And Dr. Know, Milani also for lending us Hi, Dr. Milani. So glad to have all of you here. It sounds like, you know, we're going to have to, like, have a part two to this discussion because there is so much to cover. Um, 
so when it comes to interpreting these words, oftentimes, you know, women interpret them one way, Mm -hmm. men interpret them completely differently. And when we have perhaps the overlay of a personality disorder, um, that could be quite challenging. When a woman says, I love you to a man, what does that typically mean? What is she expressing to him? Well, as we know, our women are raised uh, to be more um, in touch with their emotions. Okay. And so I truly do believe that when a woman says, I love you, it's coming more from the heart, um, more of that emotion, um, that unconditional um, acceptance that we talk about uh, in a healthy way. Sometimes with men, I think men do some of the same things mm-hmm. uh, because those are very, very important um, words that we should cherish. Okay. They mean so much. Yes. But I think, again, uh, men are raised uh, and socialized to be men and <laughs> to not talk about their emotions and to not cry and to go out and hunt and get what they want. Yes. And so sometimes those words from a man, sorry guys, uh, around I love you may be I love your shoes. Ah, let's explore that thing. I love your body. Ah. I love, you know, your hair. I love the way you look. But not to paint with a with a broad brush. Okay. You know, there are, I think, men who are very much in touch with those feelings. So it's not about just saying something that they believe someone else wants to hear. It truly comes from the heart. That's and, important. And to use those words, those three words, I love you. Yes. Should be used in a way that is impeccable. Elaborate just a little bit more on that. Well, when we talk when we talk about language, mm-hmm. right? We talk about using our words impeccably. So when you're using something, words that are so powerful, mm-hmm. to just play around or to just manipulate mm-hmm. or to just lie with those words, mm-hmm. I think in many ways can be a sin. I and, agree. And and certainly to lie using those words, I, I think is extremely grave and something that we we should not do at all. So there is verbal and nonverbal communication. And what we're discussing right now is the verbal communication. How, what we need to understand, I think, and please help me out, Dr. Jeff, is that words are powerful mm-hmm. and they take on a life of their own. Yes. So, so, so anytime one says, I love you, there is an expression that comes after that. Not to get religious about this, but I do read a couple of religious texts at times. And there is one that, you know, in the Christian text that talks about the consciousness of, and spoke that that consciousness spoke the word, and out of the word came the reality of what we see today. That's just one text. So if we think about the life that's in words, when I say I love you, there is a reality to that that's expressed. So I would oftentimes like to say love is what it does. So from a woman's perspective, yes, many women like to hear it, but then there's the expression or the reality that follows that. For a man, though, <laughs> when you're saying it and you think you're saying what we want to hear, we're looking for something different. We're looking for evidence. Well, so looking, communication you're, 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 is important right. to understand That's where right. we are, right? Right. So where's the follow-up? Where is the follow-up? That's the thing. If you're going to say those three precious words, where's the follow-up? Because it's not just about the words. It's also about the actions. Mm-hmm. And now, if I may be a champion for the men, you Please know, do. Just, just, just for a moment. <laughs> 
again because of the way that <laughs> again because of the way that men are socialized it's difficult for us sometimes to say those three words so what should so she when a woman for? says i love you what do most men say in return me too <laughs> right me too or mhm or okay and so i think we become free as men when we can identify we talked about this before where we can identify the words with the emotion uh-huh. because then the combination of the two make it so powerful yes and yes. we can begin using those three words i love you beyond just romance mhm so when i say to you dr faith i love you you know that i do love you i love who you are yes. as a person yes. that's the philo Mm-hmm. there right mm-hmm. right um when i say to my students i love you that's the philo and i've often said that to my students mm-hmm. because i really do mm-hmm. love them mm-hmm. i love my colleagues so love is that kind of an emotion that does release the oxytocin that does release the dopamine yes. which is the neurotransmitter that is that that reinforces and says ooh that feeling was good do it again do it again yes and it makes you strong it makes you healthy but it really makes you strong and healthy in your relationship we were really made you know when we look at evolution to not be alone mm-hmm. but to be in relationships to be in groups to be in it's different for different religions yes. i know but you know when we're talking about the bonding and the pairing we talk about in psychoanalytic uh uh literature how children have all these pairing fantasies of you know you know two people coming together mm-hmm. and making love and being in love yes. they don't like to see their parents divorced mm-hmm. again the pairing fantasies of always oh i wish my parents would you know come back together even though the parents may hate one another mm-hmm. you know at that point after the divorce so to be able to build a strong relationship mm-hmm. and be able to say i love you and go from eros you know to philo yes. to finally to agape the deepest level of love in a relationship the studies show it that we tend to live the longer, longer. Yes. when we're in those relationships especially men interestingly enough women don't live as long when they're in marriages thanks guys but <laughs> men do tend to live longer because they're getting that love and being taught how to love love really is the answer love is the answer and i and i agree with you we have uh, just one more point to make in the 30 seconds that we have we thank everyone you know for listening in but i want you to close us out with just this point just so that we're all clear can we love more than one person at one time equally i believe that we can do that and i'm going to reveal something that um i am very much in love with my partner but i still love my ex-wife i still love some of the women i was with before they'll always have a place in my heart but my number one is the person i'm with now and forever so guys we will we will continue this conversation at another time thank you so much for joining us loving deeply with Dr. Faith. We'll see you right back here same time, same place next Tuesday. Thank you all for joining us.
Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Dr. Faith Brown hopes to speak to you again next week. And remember to always make time to laugh and love.